0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast, Season Three, Episode Number Sixty Six. On this Friday, September Third, Two Thousand and Twenty-One. Frank and Nick, how are you guys doing today?
1: Pretty well. Good. Excited for college football.
0: Indeed, indeed. I'm in, I'm excited for NFL football. I mean, I'm not the biggest college guy, but I know there's games on all weekends, so I'll be watching. But um, on today's podcast, we got some AFC North team previews. For the Bengals, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Baltimore Ravens, we get into some Patriots quarterback talk. You know, obviously, what's next for Cam Newton, Mac Jones being the official QB1 um, over there in Foxborough. And then, you know, shifting gears to the NBA, Ben Simmons telling the 76ers he wants out of Philadelphia. And the Cavs, you know, kind of being the Cavs, if I'm being honest, didn't like what they did with the Laurie marketing trade. I'm um, in that three-team deal with the Blazers and Bulls. So before we hop on in today's episode, I do just want to say to rate and review the podcast. It would really help us out a lot if you guys can go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whichever, whichever one you're listening on, um, and drop a rate or review. A five-star would be greatly appreciated. And if you do that and, you know, write a little caption, we will uh, feature it on the episode, of course. Um, didn't get any last week, so if, you know, you guys drop a review with... The note, obviously, you know, we'll feature it in the intro. So without further ado, let's dive on it. So we begin today's episode with the Cleveland Browns. Um, obviously, this offseason, they made some key additions in the secondary by adding Troy Hill and John Johnson from the Rams, as well as getting Greg Newsom in the draft. And, you know, they also added Jeremiah Osakuramoa in the second round, which to all accounts was a steal. And then Genevieve Clowney as well, who is, you know, kind of a meme at this point with, you know, the amount of comments he makes about like, you know, guards being unathletic. And I think like G, I think Schwartz, Geoff Schwartz Schwartz, um, one person who works for Fox, who used to be an offensive lineman, I think took a really funny jab at him where he's like, you know, offensive lineman loves seeing people with zero sacks over the last like two years or like one and a half sacks, whatever the exact stat line is. But I mean, they added him if, if that's if that's worth anything. I think he's still a pretty solid player, if, you know, just Outside of the sacks, I don't think sacks you know mean everything, but the Browns definitely got better this off season. You know the strengths of this team are the offensive line, the running back, and I would kind of even count the secondary at this point with the the amount of additions they made with Denzel Ward still being there, so definitely a strong secondary as well. You know the the weaknesses on this team, the defensive line, are the defensive tackle spots. Excuse me, not really the defensive line with Miles Garrett, but the linebacker core is also pretty weak. And as for a record prediction goes. I'll say like 12 and five, 13 and four. I think they're poised to, you know, be the best team in the AFC North, but obviously things could change, you know, injuries happen, but on paper, this is definitely one of the better teams in the AFC.
1: Yeah, I would say the same thing. I think they're the favorite in the AFC North, especially what we've seen, unfortunately, what's happened on the Ravens with some of the injuries that they've had so far this, you know, during training camp and preseason. But like you said, this Browns defense, You know, they know they knew that that was their weakness and they went out and they added a bunch of pieces. And, you know, that's huge. They already had a great offense and they have a lot of continuity from last year. Pretty much the same exact offense, that offensive line, which is the best in the NFL. The great running backs, like you talked about, still Baker, Landry, Donovan Peoples-Jones. And then you get Odell back, too. And then the defense now, which added all these pieces, could be top 10. I mean, this team is definitely at the top of the AFC, like you said, Ben. And I honestly could, you know, see them making a run. And I think they can win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield, that quarterback. And this is one of the best teams like you said, in the AFC, but I think in the NFL as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, Frank took all the words out of my mouth. They're, their defense is better. They're getting Odell back. There's no reason to believe this team isn't contending in the AFC. Um, I don't know if they're good enough to win a Super Bowl this year. I still think they're kind of young. I still think they can improve a little bit, but they're going to be a competitive football team for the next few years. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised either if they won a Super Bowl Baker Mayfield. It could definitely happen.
0: Yeah, they built, they built this team pretty well. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of credit doesn't, you know, be given to John Dorsey. I, I thought John Dorsey is, is pretty much responsible for how they built this team. It's kind of like the Philadelphia 76ers back in the day where, you know, they had um, Sam Hinkie as the GM and then the other guy came in. I, I don't know his name at the top of my head, but um, you know, Sam Hinkie really built the process. And I, I think, you know, John Dorsey really built the Browns, you know, currently as constructed. And then obviously the new GM, Andrew Barry kind of just took over, um, I you know, definitely has done a good job, you know, I'm not, you know, saying he's done bad, but I think most of the credit should be given to John Dorsey, um, the old GM of the Browns, uh, and on a hard knocks, he was actually pretty funny on hard knocks when, when the Browns were their uh, Baker, Baker's rookie year. Um, for the Browns, though, I, I don't see them winning a Super Bowl this year, to be honest, I think the Bills and, and the Chiefs are definitely better still, because of the quarterback play Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. And I just see, honestly, a hard... I just really find it hard to believe that anybody will beat the Chiefs again this year. I don't know. That's just me, at least.
2: It's still I mean, possible for Baker Mayfield to take another step and improve his play to a top-10 quarterback. I mean, they have a tremendous offensive line and playmaker, so there's no reason. Because what, what is he entering his fourth year? He still has plenty of room, plenty yeah. of time to improve. So I don't know if quarterback play will be as big of a drop-off compared to other teams as we might think it is. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is way better. But, you know, I think... He can play a lot closer to Josh Allen than people give him credit for. You know, given the team that's surrounding him. Can play closer
0: to Josh Allen? I don't know about that. I think Baker's I I think Josh Allen
2: will have a better season. I don't think. I I think Baker Mayfield could be close. They have such a tremendous team around him right now.
0: Yeah, but I I, like Josh Allen. To me, when I think of him, is like a guy who puts you over the top. Baker Mayfield's a guy who you can is a glue guy. He can you know put all the pieces together. He. Well, yeah, I think he can elevate his play.
2: I don't think he'll ever be a guy to put you over the top, but I think he can elevate his play to, like, think of, like, maybe a prime Eli where he's not necessarily going to carry you. <sighs> prime Eli was, like, what?
0: never top can, 10, though.
2: Well, Eli carried them for the one Super bowl, but he can still be a very valuable piece. He's not just going to be, like, an Alex Smith where he's just going to be there to not lose you the game.
1: I think Baker Mayfield can make winning plays for this Browns team. Same. And I think that adding Odell adds a different element to the offense more athleticism and an actual receiver who can make plays kind of the guys that they have there now are just catching passes and falling down and just, you know, moving the change. Odell's a guy that can change the play or change the game on one play. And the, I think the defense for the Browns is here with the with the additions that they made could be better than the Bills defense. So maybe, Absolutely. like you said, the quarterback, oh, no, they will play, be. the quarterback plays not, you know, I think Josh Allen's probably a top five quarterback and we'll get better. But I do really think that Baker can elevate himself into a top 10 quarterback, like Grav said, possibly, even though he's, you know, just above average right now, but he could get better. There's room for improvement in my eyes. Yeah. And the situation around him is perfect. So there's no reason to think he'll regress. Yeah. He's probably in the best situation for a quarterback in the NFL. Right.
0: Yeah. What I'm saying is that, I mean, he's no Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen. And at least for me, like the way I see it this year is that the chiefs got better and they still won the AFC. If it weren't for that Pat Mahomes injury, they they wiped out the AFC. They they crushed the Bills in the AFC Championship. I don't that know one Chiefs game versus got the Browns. Better, that I'm one game versus ministerial... the Browns though was like yeah. they, the only the only reason why the Browns were even closest because Mahomes got hurt. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs' offensive line, I mean, is is much upgraded from last season. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I think the Browns have upgraded
2: more than the Chiefs, and I'm, the jury's still out on that offensive line. You have like almost every single player in a new position. Will they gel together? Like, how good will they play? You know, the guy Thoney from New England's coming over. And, you know, you know how New England offensive linemen perform when they sign a big payday somewhere else. So, like, I don't think it's yeah, a guarantee stop, that this guy's going to be-
0: Stop making fun of the Giants right now.
2: No, but, but look at Trent Brown as well. It's, it, it happens a lot. Um, I don't think it's a given that this Chiefs offensive line is going to be great. I mean, last year they had, for most of the season, they had Fisher and they had um, Mitchell well, Schwartz. And they were they were two of the top tackles in the league. And I don't think they have that anymore.
0: It's going to take, think, but the they Chief- were both hurt in the Super Bowl. It's well, gonna, that's what I'm, I'm saying, but for the, most
2: of
1: the season, they were unbeatable, yes. and they had a great offensive line. It, I don't know if they have that. It's going to take the Chiefs, like you said, offensive line time to jail. I mean, the, the guys that they're starting on the right side of the line have little, like Trey Smith has played zero downs in the NFL, mm-hmm. and uh, they're starting Lucas Niang, I believe, at right tackle. I don't be, think it's no given. They'll be great. I, I still think it's going to be a good offensive line because I like Creed Humphrey, and Orlando Brown's better as a pass blocker, but it's going to mm-hmm. take, it's like anything else, time. And the Browns have that great offensive line from last Premendous. year as well, and, cont- and continuity. And Jedrick Willis, too, at left tackle, could take another step and possibly be an all-pro guy last year. He was kind of overlooked because Beckton was so good, and same with Tristan Wirfs, but Jedrick Willis was right up there with you know, one, being one of the best rookie offensive linemen in the NFL last season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All right, but we'll move on now to the Baltimore Ravens. Honestly, in my eyes, probably the set-in-stone second-best team in this division, but they've been decimated by injuries so far during training camp which, and preseason games, which sucks. But they added Rashad Bateman. Like I said, injuries. He had a groin injury. He's going to miss some time. Kevin Zeitler, former uh, lineman from the Giants. Odefe Owe, the pass rusher who had zero sacks uh, in college. Sammy Watkins, who was the best week one receiver ever. And then obviously some tough tough losses was J.K. Dobbins getting hurt in that last preseason game against a Washington football team. Matthew Judon is gone now. They're one of their best edge rushers, as well as Yannick Ngakwe, another edge rusher. And Orlando Brown, their star right tackle who played left tackle um, for Ronnie Stanley last year when he was hurt. I think the strengths of this team is the secondary. I mean, they're so deep in the secondary. They have a good young safety talent with Deshaun Elliott, Marlon Humphrey. And then the weakness is, I'd just say the injuries right now. Marquise Brown's hurt. Rashad Bateman's hurt. They lost Dobbins for the year. It's, you know, crushing that offense. I added these pieces around Lamar, want him to throw the ball more, and you know, a lot of them are injured. So record prediction, I have them at 11-6. and six. Um, I think they're going to be a good team, I, I, but I just don't see them contending now with kind of the tough you know, luck that they had. And I don't think their front seven is as good as it has been in previous years as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the,
2: the playmakers getting injured is definitely a concern, but I don't think the J.K. Dobbins injury is really that big. They still have the Gus bus. They have Justice Hill. Like Those are pretty talented guys in the backfield. And the Ravens system will just make it work. Those guys are going to put up numbers. They'll be fine. But the, the receivers are, is definitely a concern because Lamar Jackson is never going to be able to elevate his play if he's throwing to guys who you know, really shouldn't be starting in the NFL. And as for the defense, you know, on paper, it looks like they kind of lost some important players. But every year, Harba- Harbaugh throws out a top 10 unit. So I have no reason to believe he won't this year. Yeah, I think they're definitely a little worse than the Browns, but they'll be a playoff team and they could win a playoff game or two.
0: See, I think they could be better than the Browns, though. Like, could, I, wouldn't I wouldn't rule be. it out. And I think I a would, lot of people are ruling it out. I don't know
1: about ruling it out. I, I think there's a possibility. Just the, the I'm The Browns just are a lot better on paper right now. I'm very yeah, high I mean, on the dude, Browns paper I, I, Is
0: different than actually like the play of the team. Well, yeah, but the Browns think,
1: towards the end of last year, too, were a really good team. So
0: and I think continuity is oh, the, the biggest Browns thing are good. in the
1: NFL. And, and kind of maybe the most overlooked thing in the NFL. You know, the Ravens, like we said, have a lot of new pieces. Same with the Browns on defense, but the Browns offense is going to pick up right where it left off. And I don't know, the, the Ravens defense kind of a new front seven. They also lost LJ Ford. I forgot to mention that at linebacker. He tore his ACL. He was, you know, planning to start with Patrick Queen in the middle. And you know, new edge rushers, it's going to take some time for the Ravens, and I hope you know no, they I, said,
0: like, I agree. But what I'm saying say, is that they were hot towards the end of last season, like, yeah, remember, that, they were they got hot, but that ha-
1: a lot of credit for that has to go towards J.K. Dobbins when he was implemented more into the offense. This Ravens offense in the running game really exploded, and dude, he's not Gus be there this was year. efficient, to They can still get hot though
2: with the other running weeks. backs. I really just believe yeah. they
1: have such a great offensive line and a
2: great like rushing oh. attack in place,
1: but, but you guys fine. are. You guys are forgetting that Dobbins is not like your typical north-south runner like Gus Edwards, who just runs forward and plows for six yards. Dobbins, Dobbins provided that east-west ability, that speed on the edge as well, that they're not going to have now. Well, I think they can have Justice Hill for that, and you still have Lamar Jackson. They have plenty of options. Yeah, the receivers are the concern. I mean, if, they, if the receivers they have, are the concern. Yeah. If, if they and can they're get bad, Greg though, Roman, still. We, we still didn't talk about Greg Roman, He and he's he's bad.
2: He, yeah. He's a bad offensive coordinator. That I agree with. Um it's hard to pinpoint exactly what the problem is, though, because we haven't seen Lamar Jackson with receivers yet. So, like, yeah. if, if they come out this year, they finally get everybody healthy and they still kind of look like an inconsistent passing offense, then there's some room for concern. Even
0: when healthy, though, they're not a good receiving core. Like, I yeah. hate when people well, they're say they're that much they're, better they're, than last but year. It's, but, but it's, but it's Watkins isn't anything special. He's well, a wide receiver. Three at be at good.
2: Best. He was a first round talent, but it's Marquise better than Brown's what they had even.
0: In 2019, when Lamar won
2: MVP, it's better than what they had then. They had Willie C. Mm-hmm. And then you have Mark Andrews, too. You know, there's yeah. no reason that they can't be like a serviceable pass catching unit. I don't think they're a bad unit necessarily.
0: I mean, I think oh, they're, no, they're bad. They're the bad league. all right, but
1: it's towards uh, the lower half of the league. It's not Lions level bad, but it's not. No. Like, <laughs> Nothing you know, is Lions you know, level bad. Like it's, it's still not great, like you said. Mm-hmm. But they said they also want to have Lamar like, be more of a passer this year. And I don't know about that. I still don't. He hasn't kind of proven to everyone that he can be a good, consistent passer in the NFL. He has his moments, but well, that's he also what this has years
2: about, you know, last year was like, he can't win a playoff game. He did that this year. It's about, you know, busting another myth. And then, you know, we'll see if he can do it, but let's move on to everybody's favorite team in the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they had an interesting offseason, to say the least. They drafted Najee Harris, kind of a controversial pick. Um, I personally didn't really like it, but we'll get into that. They lost Bud Dupree, Marquise Pouncey, Mike Hilton, Matt Filer, um, so they, they lost a lot of guys, specifically offensive line and secondary depth. Um, well, just defensive depth in general. So the, the strength of this team is their receivers, their skill positions in general. They have some pretty good players there. Uh, the weakness is the O-line. I would put the secondary in there as well, honestly. This is a team that's bound to regress from last year. Um, they, they, they feasted off a very easy schedule, and they just fell off a cliff by the end of the year. I mean, They lost to the Browns in that playoff game, and the Browns had no business winning that game with all the COVID stuff. Um I think a nine and eight record prediction is pretty fair. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs though, because that offensive line is scary. And then drafting a running back instead of an offensive lineman or something else—we see how that worked out for the Giants. It doesn't work out. So,
0: yeah, people forget how like hard they choked last year in the playoffs. Because coming into that game, Kevin Stefanski, the Browns head coach, literally gets COVID, and they have all these players up that missed the game because of COVID. And you know, they were like a seven-point favorite entering the game. It, it skyrocketed. You know, they're percentage went throughout the week and then all of a sudden they come out flat and you know they're going down 28 nothing like right away like 10 minutes it was, it was like 10 minutes they're down 28 nothing so they had a pretty hard choke and the Steelers this year there's no way they're making the playoffs like with or not not no way but it would be really impressive if they did because the AFC is stacked like the Chargers the Patriots the Colts and Dolphins I think are all better and those are four teams that they'll need to be better than three of those teams to make the playoffs because obviously the Ravens are that other wild card. And then I had the Chargers and Patriots as the other two, but they'll need to be better than three of those teams, the Dolphins, Colts, Patriots, and um, I believe the other, I don't know what the other team is, I just forgot, but I don't see how they'll make the playoffs um, this year. But eight and nine, nine and eight is around, you know, solid. And like you said, they have to be
1: better than all those teams, Ben, like you said, but think about it, all those teams that you said, the Patriots who got better this off season the Chargers, who got better this offseason, Miami, who got better this offseason. A lot of those teams got better. A lot of those football teams got better. And I think, like we said, the Steelers got worse. And, you know, Big Ben's not great anymore either. Last year, they relied a lot on their short passing game. They didn't run the ball at all. So I I get Najee Harris, but their offensive line was bad last year. People don't talk about that. But it's going to be bad this year again. It's still going to be towards the bottom half of the league. And like you said, they feasted off an easy schedule and they hit that plateau and they just fell off. And to be honest with you, I think, like they said, Mike Tom- Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record, I think, in a long time. And I can see like nine and eight. I don't think I no, yeah, I don't he think never ever has. He's never yeah. had a losing record. Nine and eight is fair. And I can maybe see them squeaking into the playoffs with 10 wins. But the AFC is going to be tough this year. You might need to win 11 games to make the playoffs. Because remember last year with the uh, Dolphins, they were at 10 and six and they didn't make the playoffs. And this year we have another game. So you might need to win 11 games in the AFC to possibly make the playoffs. And I don't know if I could see the Steelers doing that. Yeah. And I remember I made a point on the podcast months ago, right after the playoffs,
2: when we were talking about the Steelers, they are like Mike Tomlin's like never been under 500 thing is tremendously overrated because he's not performed well in the playoffs. I forget the exact number, but I remember seeing that since 2010, they have less playoff wins than the giants. And this is a team that had, you know, potential dynasties with the the amount of talent they had. I'm looking at like 2016, they've had some really tremendous teams and they haven't, you know, necessarily performed in the playoffs in a long time. What was their last Super Bowl in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine? So, yeah, I just I think it's overrated. Um, yeah, they'll probably be around eight, and nine, nine and eight. But this is a team that's bound to fall off. Ben Roethlisberger's, you know, only getting older. Um, their offensive line's horrible, as you said. And what's worse than bad quarterback play and a bad offensive line? Nothing. Nothing.
0: Well, they went like nine and seven, or I believe it was eight and eight. The one year they they've gone eight they and been. eight before because that was 2019 when they didn't have Big Ben, but they lost to the Jets like one of the last weeks of the season that like yeah. spoiled their chance mm-hmm. to make the playoffs. Yeah, I have it but, right here. They
2: have three playoff wins in the last 10 seasons, the Steelers. have yeah, three. The Giants Think probably only it. have
0: four. We probably only have yeah, four. Yeah, the Giants only have four, and it was on their
2: Super Bowl run in 2011, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. And, you know, like the Jaguars have two or three playoff wins in the last 10 years. So you know what I'm saying? It's like. They probably have only have
0: two. No, they only right? had that two from that one time. They mm-hmm. didn't do it. See, anything they have one less
2: than the Steelers. And they had Blake Bortles a quarterback. That's what I'm saying. This is a team that consistently underperforms in the playoffs. So I just think that whole Mike Tomlin's never finished under 500 thing is kind of overrated. That's, sure. It's
0: overrated, but 2019 was pretty strong. I think 2019, 2019 was, was a very good
2: coaching year for him. I'll give like him that. They had
0: Devlin Hodges as their quarterback. Or mm-hmm. who, who was it? Mason Rudolph? And, and Rudolph yeah, it
1: was. It was a, it was they they had had a shit, they shit show a quarterback, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, I think everyone's favorite team to talk about here. I'm really not too high on the Bengals. I mean, I'm I'm just going to be totally honest. What they did in the draft, I mean, it still kind of confuses me. I think it confuses a lot of NFL fans because apparently the defense in practice has been kicking the offense's ass, according to reports. And that's how it's been. The Bengals defense is dominating the offense at practice. And I mean, the Bengals defense is not that good. So if you're getting dominated by a... A defense, it's a lower tier defense. Something's telling me that the offensive line isn't holding up and they're getting abused in the trenches. So I think you know the Jamar Chase pick obviously we'll wait to see how good he is, but not picking Panay is gonna come back to haunt them. I mean, so unless Jamar Chase is this all pro receiver. Um, you know, the Bengals, they added, you know, some tackle depth, I guess, to be fair and Riley Reef this offseason. Um, but overall, I mean the Bengals are, are poised for what, like four or five wins th- this year. Uh, they, they get Joe Burrow back, which is pretty good, but let's hope uh, he doesn't, you know, let's hope he he stays protected because this line is a, is a mess. Um, And yeah, I mean, the, the the division is pretty competitive. Like all three teams could make the playoffs above the Bengals in this division. So it gives you really no reason for them, you know, you to say that they're going to be even around like a five, six win competitive state, because they also made some really dumb moves like, they signed um Trey Hendrickson this offseason and gave him like a bag, like five years, like a hundred million. Like that was a really really stupid decision. So I don't I don't like where they're heading at all.
1: Yeah, they made some questionable moves. They let go of, like you said, they signed Trey Hendrickson, then they signed Owusie and Mike Hilton at corner, but then they let go of Carl Lawson and William Jackson, who I think were better players at those positions you know, at the pass rushing position. And then at quarter for William, William Jackson. Jackson, especially
2: that was like, a horrible move.
1: It doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. And Trey Hendrickson was like the most overrated pass rusher ever last season. He had yeah. so many free sacks based off Cam Jordan's great push on the other side of the line. Um, But this team is like you said, it's tough, especially when you're in that division. What, what team are they beating in that division? What team are they beating? They're not going to beat any of them. That's always well, the one in five in the division. Maybe, the maybe, they'll, one. The maybe, maybe they'll beat someone once, but. It, you know the tough division, the offensive line. I still don't think it proved that much with Reef and Jackson Carmen. I get that they get Jonah Williams back, but it's still not a good unit. And uh, I don't know. It's just kind of like shaking your head at this point. It it seems like they're gonna have another bad season. And I feel bad for Burrow. He's gonna be running for his life. He already got
0: crushed last year. No, don't feel bad line. for Burrow. What? He he was one that he picked for Jamar Chase. Chase. I don't want to dude. The Burrow sympathy for me is honestly nonsense. Was he not the one who literally said, I want Jamar Chase? And now it's like, oh, I feel bad for Burrow. No, we shouldn't. I feel he bad for Burrow Jamar he Chase over an, Sewell. He,
2: he plays for such an incompetent team that their front office actually listened to a second year quarterback who's unproven. That's what I feel bad for him for. But my thoughts on this team, I just. I can't believe how tremendously overrated this offensive line is. I see Bengals fans everywhere saying they improved. Like, if you think Riley reef is going to upgrade your offensive line from one of the worst units in football to a good unit, then, like, you just don't know football. You just don't watch football. <laughs> their, their offensive line's horrible. And we see it. they're getting their asses kicked in practice every day. And obviously, it's too soon to, you know, jump ship on Jamar Chase, but he hasn't looked good so far. He hasn't impressed us. Um, and uh, I just, I was so adamant on them drafting Panay Sewell. And now you look at the Lions, they're going to be, I think, better than people expect solely because they have such a good offensive line now. Having a good offensive line is so good. And Panay Seal would have been your left tackle for Joe Burrow's whole career. Just a How disaster. How many wins do you think
0: advantage. the Lions are getting? Quick question for you.
2: What? Well, we How talked about this you, when we talked about the NFC getting? North. And I said, I think the Lions could win like five or six games. People oh, think they're going to just... win like two games. Their offensive line is so good. They'll just, it'll just help them. I so so it. They would they, they be better, better than the
0: Bears? Bears? Are, they, are they better than the Bears? I mean, I don't I know. Don't know.
2: That's, a, that's a discussion for another day. But my point still stands that like they gave up like one of the best offensive line prospects we've ever seen when their offensive line is the biggest problem on the team.
1: And they already had T Higgins and Tyler Boyd, two of the most underrated the receiver like was Higgins not a problem school. for them. And Tyler, and Tyler Boyd's one of the most underrated receivers in the league. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Questionable, but let's talk about the yeah. Patriots now. And Mac Jones was named the quarterback one for the Patriots um, earlier this week, Belichick announced that. And then following that, obviously Cam was released. Um, but the, you know, the real key, point in this to me was the way that Mac played in the preseason. And then when cam had those five missed days of practice for a COVID protocol that he had to miss. And Mac Jones was taking first team reps during the giants and a joint practice and scrimmages that they played. And they said, Mac looked really good and in control of the offense. And, you know, that was to me the tipping point where he won the job. Uh, And, you know, to be honest with you, Mac fits perfectly in Josh McDaniels system. I like what the Patriots did this off season with some of the weapons that they added compared to what they had last year. Um, So do you guys think this was the right move? Or do you guys think that maybe Cam should have gotten another shot? It was extremely
2: surprising to me, but I think it was the right move. And I think him not being vaccinated plays a part in this, even though they won't come out and say it. And I know that's really controversial. A lot of people don't necessarily like that, but I think that definitely plays a factor. Um, I was just shocked though. I didn't think Bill Belichick would start a rookie quarterback, but as you said, he looked tremendous. He looked good versus the Giants in the preseason game from what I saw. And he, he lit them up in practice. So I think, you know, better to get your feet wet now, like, Sitting behind Cam Newton is not really going to help you that much at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, now the Patriots have what one quarterback on their roster, though, is which is kind of well, concerning. No, they have Stidham, and no, I think no. they're bringing. Look they're bringing at the depth in, chart. Look yeah, at the fifty-three bringing, man roster. They're bringing in Brian Hoyer to be the. But backup. he's not on the roster right now. He was cut, so they well, yeah, only have. Well, you look at the fifty-three man it roster. Says Stidham is still on the roster,
1: but he's injured.
0: Okay, yeah, so maybe no, he's on the IR. That's why. And they already they said they're like
1: they're already bringing back Brian Hoyer. They already made that clear.
0: Okay, they love so bringing
1: back Brian
2: Hoyer—that's like his fifth stint with the team. Yeah, because yeah. I,
0: I saw the depth chart and I looked at like, like the quarterbacks and I saw like Mac Jones was the only one. I was like, yo, what what are they doing? But I would have liked to seen them keep Cam Newton around at least as a backup. I mean, maybe he was just a locker room. He wasn't a locker room cancer, though, because I, you heard Devin McCourty. They said they loved Cam Newton. Like, but, that he was the best teammate they've ever had. But I and think Bill, Bill and Belichick Cam I think beef.
2: the vaccination thing plays a part in Same. some sense. I really do. And I think Bill and Cam have beef a little bit,
1: to be honest with you.
0: They might have some beef. I, I, think, I think Bill was like low-key lying about how he likes Cam Newton. I think they might yeah. have some
1: beef. I but in might. the
0: locker room, I think Cam was loved by everyone. And that's why I'm yeah, kind I'm of sure surprised. Was.
1: And Mac Mac, Mac even talked about it, how good Cam was to him and how he helped him out. And a lot of to me, it was the McCordy
0: twins, how they said also that, though, that was the best team
2: they ever had. People are forgetting the Patriots are saving some money by just cutting Cam Newton out right. I don't remember the exact savings, but they saved some money. Because remember, almost none of they signed, him. they
0: signed that deal, yeah. Mm-hmm. That like, incentive were also-
2: latent, uh, like contract. So I think saving some money, I just don't think they wanted to keep him as a backup, and I really do think the vaccination status plays a part. We see it in Minnesota with uh, Kirk Cousins. You know, Mike Zimmer is really angry about that. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, they had a
0: doctor come in. They had, like, someone come in to like, kind of convince the Vikings to try to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I thought the, the the Washington football team did that as well. Um, yeah. I know but the, if the that's coaches- the case, if that's the case, the NFL, they won't obviously come out and say You can't just come out and say that's the reason why. So, I, I no, guess that's Urban why. Because Urban Meyer hitting.
2: said that, and then he got crucified. I, mean, he- like, <laughs> I was, like, a back the statement. Yeah. He was, like, for bubble guys, like, that definitely played a part. Urban and Meyer honestly, has no filter. Yeah, honestly, I don't know. I think it's fair because, like, if you're a bubble guy, like, is it really worth keeping on the team if you can, like, get, like, a star player, like, out for, like, two weeks or something? I don't know. It's And, you know,
1: another factor in the Mac Jones thing, though, is the, the relationship that Bill Belichick has with Nick Saban. Um, yeah, I, I think no part. one's really thinking about that. And the similarities between the Alabama offense that, you know, they ran last year with Mac and the Patriots offense with Josh McDaniels. I I just think that Mac going there was a match made in heaven. We were saying it on draft night that he's going to be the future quarterback of the Patriots uh, for a long time. How did he fall to fifteen? I still can't believe that.
0: That that's what I'm saying. Crazy though. I think
1: it just fits perfectly. Like it just all makes sense, and I think it's going to work out. I really do.
0: Like people are running their victory laps. So with Mac Jones already, like I've been seeing some people say, like I knew Mac Jones would be a star. The guy <laughs> won a quarterback battle versus Cam Newton. What's like no, who said he's gonna be a star? Because I've no, seen I'm sure you, I'm on Twitter sure a bunch of people run victory him. laps and be like, Oh, I knew Mac Jones was the best quarterback in this class. He beat out Cam Newton for a starting job. I, I get it, it might be somewhat impressive, but that, does, that doesn't make you better than Trevor Lawrence. Just you no, know, the simple perform, fact but, you beat Cam Newton, but you know
1: what? Like, he's gonna be like Jimmy G for a couple years, I think, and then maybe he gets better, but he's gonna be good and serviceable. And like we said, we talked about this before. I think on, even on the last podcast, Belichick wants to go back to his old ways. They want to do a lot of twenty-one personnel with the two tight ends that they have. They want to run the football, control the clock, ground and pound with that great offensive line and of Damian Harris, and let their defense do the work. And that's and Mac comes in here provides the checkdown ability, kind of like Brady did for a long time. Short passes, curl routes, and that's what they're going to do. And they're going to succeed. stop. You sound like Barry McCorkinder. It's, but it's true though. That's what it's going to be. It's just honesty. It's simple. You sound like with the, I don't
0: think you're giving is. Mac Jones enough
2: credit, though. Like you compared to Jimmy G, I think he has a much better arm than Jimmy G. I mean, I'm Jimmy G is he, one of the he's one of the more limited quarterbacks in the NFL. I think Mac Jones could be better. Um, he has a better. It's going to be, ball, like said, gonna be interesting ball. to watch. I'm certainly rooting for him. I think that'd be awesome to see the Patriots just flip the script and have their next franchise quarterback. Right I don't role. think
0: that would be awesome at all for any NFL fan. Well, I mean, definitely not for the Jets fan, but you know,
2: like. I have yeah, no Zach, will, will towards the Patriots. Zach Wilson looks good, too. I'm not
1: really yeah. Good.
0: I love how Frank hated the Patriots for so many years and now he like likes them all. If like you <laughs> like the Patriots, like I know you do. I just
1: think that people don't really I, I love Bill Belichick. I mean seeing the Bill um, like Bill documentary with him and Parcells, and then I watched some other NFL film stuff just listening to Bill and same thing with the Belichick and Saban thing on HBO. I watched yeah, I mean, that was cool. It's just, the football knowledge that he has, and the thing that people don't understand is there is no way this team doesn't make the playoffs this year. I,
0: like I said, I bet my house on it. There is no way they missed the playoffs two years in a row with the additions is, that they made this offseason. season. do I you mean there is a way because the Dolphins, I Colts, a, I don't, teams are fighting for that spot I, as well. It's I don't not care if 100 fighting for that <laughs> spot. I'm telling you
1: the Patriots are making the playoffs. I'm telling you they're going to make the There's playoffs.
0: There's four teams, two spots in my eyes. It's the Dolphins, Colts, um, Patriots, and… Um, What's up? Char- I'm the Chargers. It's those 14. I'll, for I'll two give spots. you that. The
2: Patriots are better than the Dolphins and the Colts. The Colts are better than the Colts by a mile, right? Now. And I think they're better than the Chargers. They're a lot deeper on defense. It's close. Nah, it's the Chargers close. are better. Chargers I mean, listen, better. a lot of this season hinges on Mac Jones. Though. Like, what if he comes in and Yeah, sucks, he's a rookie
0: quarterback, Frank? And you act like he's a, already a solidified Jimmy G. I mean, he could be worse than Jimmy G. He could, you know, struggle. I that, hope that could definitely happen still. A really low bar. It's not like his floor is Jimmy G, though. You guys make it seem like Jimmy G is like some scrub. His floor is not Jimmy G. No way. I mean, first he's year? an average quarterback at best. Yeah, but first year, his, his floor won't be that high. We'll see. He I could think still so. be really bad. I mean, we don't know. Bill Belichick hasn't been the best quarterback evaluator since Tom Brady's left. Well, they haven't honest. really had
1: to evaluate quarterbacks.
0: Well, I mean, they evaluated. I mean, I guess Cam dealt, dealt with COVID, so okay, fair enough. And,
1: and, and Jimmy G was like, Bill wanted to start Jimmy G. You know that was the reason why Jimmy G. was traded because Brady went to Kraft and said, "Like this isn't happening. Like you gotta get rid of him."
0: Yeah, but he wanted to cut. He dude. He wanted to get rid of Brady for the longest time.
1: Yeah. If it
0: weren't for Bill Belichick, Brady would still be on the Patriots.
2: Okay, but by the way, look how that turned out. You put good players that, around that Brady. Was, he threw for forty eight hundred yards and forty touchdowns.
0: Yeah, so so like Bill Belichick, Belichick was wrong in that instance. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. So he's not
0: the quarterback whisperer or anything I, like it, that. He's more defensive guy. All right, well, let's focus on
2: cam newton now what's next for him this is going to be really interesting the season's just a week away now and he doesn't have a job um ron rivera obviously is former coach of the panthers now he's on washington he said that they don't expect um, him to like they don't expect a reunion there the cowboys some people were saying the cowboys were looking into it but at the end of the day before cam newton signed with the patriots he said he wanted to be a starter and is there really a starting quarterback spot available right now i don't think there is no with now with 10 no days to go until the NFL season, I just don't see how you could just plug in somebody to be your starting quarterback.
0: I would say the Texans maybe, I mean, like oh. the Texans might, be I would rather best. retire I mean, than
2: play for Houston right now. The, the,
0: the, yeah, that's facts, but no, I'm surprised that Ron Rivera shut down the football team already because I would have loved to seen that because Ryan Fitzpatrick, in my opinion is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. How much more is he? Worse he's not bo- him, He's dude. bottom five. He's bottom he five worse? though. I mean, he might be Cam Newton pre-COVID last year was pretty darn good. I mean, he played some good football for those three weeks that for that three week stretch like versus Seattle. He lit him up for 42 points versus the Raiders, like 39 points like he played good football for those three weeks.
1: I don't know, though. I I, like you said, it's the timing aspect of it. Like we we said, you know, a week left come in and you can't he's not going to learn the system now But and, you can't compete right. with
0: fitzpatrick though like you can't compete Maybe i, for like, I think what oh is that going
2: to accomplish like if this was two months ago then sure i'd be all yeah for, what is a quarterback competition a week before the season
0: starts. Well, what about pump? if he gets SM, like what it. if fitzpatrick gets hurt though and you know the backup for camp cam's a solid backup option over I, heineke, heineke. I think i think,
2: well, think there's a big heineke that, that's support. what i'm saying
1: i think cam like cam like we said cam said maybe before, the cowboys Sam, then. With the Pats, he did not want to be a backup quarterback and he would rather retire when he was a free agent before he signed the Pats. So, oh, he's done that. maybe, he's- maybe he'll, you know, go to the Cowboys, but they picked up Will Greer off waivers and maybe they're comfortable with him being the backup. I don't know. It seems like either the Cowboys or a, backup, backup. Or a backup.
2: backup. He's, he's at the end of the day, though. Cam Newton, like, I think he's just being a little all talk right here. I think, like, it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to retire, but what if somebody offers you $2 million to sit on the bench and, like, be the backup? Are you really going to decline that? I think Dude, he has
0: tons of money though. He doesn't need yeah, but what's two, yeah. two million
2: dollars? Is that going to hurt you? An extra two million it won't, But team. maybe yeah. he
0: wants the free time. Maybe he yeah. wants to be like a coach or something, or like, or like yeah, a maybe. high school football teamer. Or...
2: I just I don't see him retiring. He'll end up as a backup somewhere. Honestly, as a Giants fan, I would love to see him. I don't know. Maybe that's like a little ridiculous. Dude, maybe
0: but... he could take over Danny Dimes' spot with his team we have. Maybe, but I don't know maybe if it... the Giants'
2: offense is really built to Cam Newton's strengths. I don't think they're built to anybody's strengths right now. <laughs>
0: You know what's surprising though? Because the Giants, like, Drew Locke is almost as good as Danny Dimes. I think, like, they're on the same tier. And the Broncos, like, actually brought in competition to, like, play with Drew Locke. But the Giants did none of that. Like, they, they're like, Danny, Yeah, take but, like, I, I'm
2: totally fine with the Giants not bringing in Teddy Bridgewater. You remember my whole speech from, like, two episodes ago where I just ripped on no, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy I don't Bridgewater
0: mean- is not a, a good quarterback for a start. I, Teddy He's Two Gloves like- was terrible. Like, I, I said last year that he shouldn't be on the Panthers, and everyone called me crazy And back in, like, January – when I made that video, or whatever. That was funny, but um, uh, I think that Cam Newton bringing him in wouldn't wouldn't hurt, though. I think you gotta have some competition. It's it be interesting.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But you got, like that's the thing. You can't have competition at this point, like. Or Yes, you, you can have like, What if he, It's too late. No, it's there, not. There's like, a what legitimate if he plays injury concern. Good, like, week, like, with what Danny about like week Jones, twelve?
0: Though, what about like week twelve when like Danny Dimes is just sucking? They're like, all right. There's, there's a legitimate playoff. injury concern. The
2: bad offensive line. He got hurt last year, and that he was he was you know worse the rest of the season after that injury he couldn't move so i don't I, think some insurance i mean
1: as a work. backup yeah you have to give him time to learn and, and mike and lennon is an awful backup we, we saw him in the preseason he just looks awful i mean what about both- the colts is. i don't know like you said these That'd offenses don't fit camp style what offense fits camp style at this point
0: they can adjust Run. the offense too they could it's not that hard they're, they're gonna they have to make some offense. big adjustments but it's not as like frank i get when like you're what you're saying about like you can't have competition but let's say it's like week 12 in the colds like six and seven or whatever or like week 14 they're six and seven and you know Carson Wentz just sucks like he just flat out sucks and they want to try out something new like why not have Cam Newton who's already been there for like two months by then to you know start then because by then he'll already have been there for a couple of months to have some familiarity with the playbook
1: I mean, I could see that. If I bring if him I in was, now,
2: that would if be I, interesting because the Colts, I believe, if Carson Wentz only plays like 11 games or under or something, they keep their first round pick and it goes yeah, to the do. Second. So maybe they suck and they figure, let's pull him and keep our first round pick. I don't know. That would actually be an interesting situation. They might do that anyways and just put Jacob Eason in, the young guy that they have. We'll mm-hmm. See what happens.
0: They're, no, the roster's to win now. The, the locker room would go. Berserk. Yeah, the locker room would probably go. Yeah, 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 they're they, not a
2: win now team. They think they are, but they're not. They're like just not but a very they, good but football.
0: The team. roster is the, the defense at least is good. Not the, the offense is a team, though.
1: They're stuck in a very weird in-between spot right now. They need a playmaker at receiver. That that's that's the that's the problem. And the quarter people are like, oh, Wentz is gonna go back to 2019. I think Wentz will be better than he was for the MVP season. I think Wentz is gonna be better than he was, but I still don't really think Carson Wentz is gonna be a good quarterback. I'd say average at another best. example though, the Eagles had such a good offense here they had one of the best offensive lines in football they had great playmakers
2: in every position they had like four different running backs 11 different receivers two tight ends like they just had everything you know the Colts offense is bad they, they're the running Eagles back
0: had college. Alshon Jeffrey as their wide receiver one though they weren't that yeah, but good all that, with Alshon the
2: Jeffrey was tremendous for the they, Eagles in their Super Bowl that,
0: year. but he was kind of washed. he was kind of washed I, I know I that mean, was Alshon he was Jeffrey was washed. great for them that year didn't they have d as well no, they didn't have DJ. They did not. They did not. But they had Zach Ertz in in his prime, so that mm-hmm. that does count, I guess.
2: And they had a lot of good running backs, and they had one of the, they, they might have had the best offensive line in football that year. But
0: Alshon Jeffrey was not good. Like I, I think he only got like 800 yards or like 700 yards that year. He was okay. I mean, he wasn't like anything like the Bears Alshon Jeffrey, but yeah, I he was guess. solid. I guess. I mean, but you don't need weapons if you have a good offensive line. If they had a good quarterback though, Graf, they would be a playoff team. I disagree I though the that the you Colts. don't need weapons.
1: I, I think you need Colts, some yes. weapons
0: because. You, you have to have guys that get separation. If you're if you guys can't get separation, then you can have all day, but I mean, to me, for you know, the Patriots in 2019, didn't have like any web other than like jewels. I mean, like they had jewels, yeah, and like nobody else.
2: else. That was one of the worst Patriots teams we've seen. But they won yeah. the
0: Super Bowl. Or oh, no, 2018. Oh, you're talking I about 2019. Okay. 2018. Well, 2018 yeah, so they, they won the still Super
2: had Bowl. Gronk, Sony Michel played a lot better. 2019, Gronk like, retired. But
0: Gronk was so washed that last year though. he like, made, that. He, like, that he was incredible
1: in the. He was incredible in the AFC Championship game. Against yeah, he, he No, he,
0: he was, but that one catch in the Ron Super Bowl. Still come makes plays on, plays now.
1: Three years later, Gronk is still making plays. Yeah, Gronk still makes some nice catches now. He's on that
0: CVD or whatever. He's on, he's on the so he's he's probably uh, nice and uh, I, don't know. I mean, his body probably is feeling a lot better than you know back in the New England days when he. Just yeah, I'm got, sure a year off you know, Rocked, yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about some Ben Simmons stuff. I mean, moving on to the NBA more, but, um. He, you know, wants out of Philadelphia, which is, you know, not really too surprising, I guess, by now. But what it does do is put Philly in a tough spot, the Sixers, because now they really have zero leverage in a trade. And when we talked about like a couple, you know, months ago and back in like July, it was early summer when we're well, not early summer because the playoff series hadn't happened. But a couple weeks after their playoff series versus the Hawks, we talked about how they rejected an offer for Malcolm Brogdon and a first round pick. And now that's going to turn out to be one of the the worst decisions they could have made because they had leverage back in the day because Ben Simmons was going to report back to Philadelphia if they couldn't, you know, figure out a deal. But now that they have to trade him, all of a sudden, if you're Indiana, you're like, well, if you guys have to trade him, we're not going to give up the first-time pick anymore or we're not going to give up Brogdon anymore. We'll give up someone else. So now they're not going to get nearly as much as they would have gotten or would have hoped to get um, from Ben Simmons. So it's gonna be pretty interesting. I think you know the Wolves should be the team that he wants to go to, to be honest, because if he can play with Cat and Anthony Edwards, that would be really scary. Even if they have to give D'Angelo Russell to get Ben Simmons, that would still be good. Like that big three of Cat um and, and Ben would would be phenomenal because they don't really need more scoring. They they re- really need something, someone like Ben Simmons, a playmaker, a defender to pair along with two score first players in Anthony Edwards and, and Carl Anthony Towns. But Let's take a look at the odds real quick to land Ben Simmons because he did say he wants to play for a California team, whatever that means. And he only said three California teams, which we think is not the Kings included. It could be the Kings and it, it could not be the Lakers included. You know, we don't know who's not included in that, you know, team or, or those teams. But the odds to land Simmons, the Warriors at plus 300 are the favorites, then followed by the Wolves, the Kings, the Spurs, and the Raptors. Um, guys, where do you want to see Ben Simmons play? First of all, I would ask you guys. And then secondly, um, just talk about from Philadelphia standpoint, because Philly's, you know, it's not looking too good for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, Simmons at this point is as good as gone. You know, I think when he makes comments like that, um, and I guess he doesn't really care about, you know, giving Philadelphia anything back. He just, you know, if he says he wants out and then he ends up not reporting to training camp, like reports have said, like you said, his trade trade value just diminishes. It goes, you know, to the floor and they might regret not taking the trade from Malcolm Brogdon, but people also got to remember that warriors trade was on the board for them with Wiggins Wiseman and those two picks. And then Philly said, we want two more first round picks. So, you know, they had opportunity to get, you know, the, even the picks before the draft happened to draft who they wanted in those spots. Um, so now, like you said, they're kind of in a tough spot, but Simmons, honestly, I, I think the warriors would be nice, you know, kind of be that next Draymond green for them potentially. Um, the Wolves would give him more of a chance to shine in other ways. And, you know, people were calling this guy, you know, the next LeBron after his rookie season. Uh, the Kings is just a dumpster fire there. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't think that's a great idea for him to go there. But think about it. The Warriors would be nice because he can kind of take that point forward role too, like Draymond. He's got Clay and, and Steph who can play off ball. They got some other young guys. I mean, I, I think that would be the best landing spot. It just comes to the point where when is he going to get traded? What's the timeline before the season? Maybe a month before the season, the season, Frank. He's not
0: reporting a training camp, Frank. It's before the season. Your, your fascination with like getting traded like after the season, like that happened with James Harden. That doesn't happen often though. Like that it's going to happen like in the coming weeks. Well, maybe, I think.
1: maybe if, if he, I don't, you know, if he doesn't report the training camp and Philly's like, all right, you, like eventually he's going to start getting fined. He might just have to show up. You know, that's how it works. You just have to show up.
0: But Philadelphia, they, dude, they're, they'll be so stupid to keep. They said they wanted to keep him. They said they wanted to get all the is not, And you get paid, though. You, know, you get paid, like, even if you don't, like, show up to training camp. But you can get fined, but you still get your salary. Like, they'll still have to pay him his full salary. But I guess they could fine him from the salary. So, I, I guess, technically, like, they could do some punishments. But, I mean, Philly doesn't have much leverage.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd just like to jump in and say, I think the Golden State is an absolutely ridiculous fit here. People are saying, oh, he can replace Draymond Green. On what planet are the Warriors getting rid of Draymond Green? Like what?
1: That is just so oh, No, I'm not saying get rid of him. I'm yeah, saying they're not
2: going to fit next to each other either. So no matter what, it's a lose-lose situation. The Warriors don't need him. The Warriors don't want him. That's the bottom line is a lot of teams just don't need him right now. A point guard is one of the deepest positions in the NBA. A lot of teams have a point guard. I think the Wolves would be the best fit, but they don't want to give up their big three of Cat, D'Lo, and uh, Anthony Edwards because um, Edwards turned it on at the end of last year. Cat is Cat, obviously. And then they really love like the idea of the duo of D'Lo and Cat because in games that they play together, they have a really good record. And – So I don't know if the Wolves can somehow get Ben Simmons without giving up any of those guys, then maybe. But no, and then talking about this from Philly's perspective, Philly is screwed. By the way, their record without Ben Simmons is like not good. Considering this is a team that's a consistent one or two seed in the East, so Philly is screwed. Ben Simmons is screwed. Everybody's screwed in this situation. Nobody wins. That's my take on it.
0: Ben Simmons wins, I think, but the Sixers don't win because the Sixers are going to end
2: up being a role player on his next team. No team is going to trade. I
0: I just. Because they won't have to give up give up that much. Like I think if the Sixers were smart, they if the Sixers are ultimately smart and they could somehow figure out a way to work out a thing with Ben Simmons to bring him back. Because I think at this point you have to bring him back. Like because you, if you're giving if you're getting Malik Beasley from the Wolves, like that Malik Beasley with Joel Embiid, like you're not going anywhere. Like you're a first on exit at that point. Because, a first-round
2: exit without Simmons anyway at this point.
0: No, with Simmons, they're not a they're a second-round exit with Simmons. Because mm-hmm. Simmons dominates in the first round. Like, they'll be, like, the 7 or 8 seed, like, with the ease.
2: But, I'm telling you that none of these teams really need Simmons. The Wolves are the best fit, but once again, they don't want to give up their big three, and I don't blame
0: it, them. Yeah, and the Sixers don't want Malik Beasley back because although he's good, like, Malik Beasley with Joel Embiid, like, that's just a – like, you're not going to go, what? You're going to be a, like, a 6 seed, like a 5 seed? You might not be better than the Knicks – like, the Knicks-Bulls might be better than you at this point now because you might be
2: – I've been saying that the whole offseason, the Bulls are a better team than the Sixers. The Sixers suck now. Especially if they don't have Simmons, they're going to suck. Let's they, they were, we're just they, the
0: they got swept in the first round without Ben Simmons last year in the bubbles, which nobody talks about. Like exactly, just that's Joel what I'm saying. Embiid, They're not good. They're not good with Justin. I know they Embiid. are not
2: because it's hard for a center to dominate the game. Obviously, Joel Embiid's very dominant, but he needs somebody out there to help him because the way the game is played today, the, the centers just don't win you games.
1: That's why if wings are the most important position.
2: Yeah. Look at every, they got to keep Simmons The Nets if they can TV, the Lakers with LeBron, they, uh,
1: the, the, the Clippers with Kawhi. They all have like, the best wings. Yeah. All right. Let's move on, though, now to a team that only likes big men. And uh, we were just talking about big men, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Lori Markkinen has been traded to the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. A three-team deal was made earlier in the week between the Cavs, Blazers, and Bulls. is going to the Cavs, and they signed him to a huge four-year, $67 million extension. Just uh, kind of shaking my head already. Uh, Larry Nance is headed to Portland and Derek Jones Jr., plus a Blazers protected first round pick and a Cavs second round pick goes to Chicago, who I ultimately think is a winner here. And same thing with Portland. And this Lori marketing contract is just head shaking. They spent over $150 million this offseason paying Lori Markkinen and Jared Allen and then drafted Evan Mobley as well. I just don't understand awesome. what this team is doing. And they didn't want to pay Colin Sexton, who's a guard. They only want big men. I I I can't. The Cavs, you know, ever since LeBron left, they've been incompetent. When he came back, he, he saved them once again, and then he left again, and they've still been incompetent. This team is just a disaster. It's a dumpster fire. Well, Let's talk about the Blazers here for a second because
2: nobody talks about this. They, they gave up a lottery-protected first-round pick and Derrick Jones Jr. for Larry Nance. And, like, let's be realistic. The Blazers will probably make the playoffs like an eight seed this year. That's, like, the 15th overall pick just gone for Larry Nance. Like,
0: no, I think a, they I think the Blazers kind of like won though, because Larry Nance is pretty solid and that pick is protected. So it's like whatever. It's a lottery protected
2: pick, but they're gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna be a seven or eight seed.
0: Yeah, so they'll be, yeah. So the, it'll be You're like a, up a first pick. round pick for
2: Larry Nance. Think about it. I that's guess like that's a where to Moses around Moody got drafted. You're giving up a talent like Moses Moody for Larry Nance. I Moses think
0: Moody, like how do we know how good he is though? He hasn't well I'm just a saying game. a talent
2: like that. You would take a chance on a talent like that over Larry Nance, who averages like eight and four for his career, he's like a solid backup big.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't think the Blazers were the biggest losers. I think Larry. Well, the Cavs are the are okay. biggest loser by like, far.
2: We get that, but I think everybody understands the Cavs are the biggest loser. Here. And
0: then the Bulls are the biggest winner because they get a, a pick at least.
2: Mm-hmm. They better and, hope and the an Blazers contract uh, too.
0: They better hope the Blazers miss the playoffs. So then I think the next year. Well, I don't know how it works because it will no, be just lottery It's just, yeah, just going to keep yeah. yeah. But you yeah. know what keep though, being protected. Yeah, you know
1: what, the Blazers really might miss the playoffs because you know it who knows. I mean, Dame said it at the press conference last year. This team's not good enough to win anything. Like, yeah, I still think they're good enough. How is he not fed up? Though. He's been so loyal and and done everything in his power to try and win and performed absolutely unbelievably in the playoffs. And I honestly think, in my eyes, after watching that Nuggets game where he scored 55 points and just seeing the failures that the team had, uh, McCollum stepping out of bounds, Rocco missing oh. the dunk, that would have been the last draw for me. After that game, that would have been it for me. I don't know. Like, he scored that 55 was a rough points. Game.
0: Mm-hmm. like yeah but CJ McCollum was on like JJ Reddick's podcast and he sounded like Dame is like back in like they, they're gonna go, run on it one more yeah, time well, like your mental you're only
2: like so mentally strong at some point you're just gonna give out and like just give up
0: I can't believe Dame wants to go back this right they they had some hor they've had oh, no listen, horrible it's off-
2: good enough to single-handedly get them in the playoffs is my point yeah you know like they'll be but as an 18 rating.
1: at best or a playing team hmm
0: yeah, but why would you even want that? Like, you want to I go just, back to just get swept in the well, league? Yeah, swept, swept in the first, first round. round. <laughs> like, 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 dude, the, the fact like they had the worst off you could possibly have the Blazers, and Dame's like, oh, this is this is cool. I'll I'll go back. I mean, I don't know, but the Cavs. I want to talk about the Cavs because I haven't got the chance to talk about them yet. Like, like Frank said, not worrying about Colin Sexton's extension to me makes no sense. Why are they not worried about paying and you know, securing their best player that they've ever had since LeBron. You know, but but they're so worried about you know giving Jared Allen a hundred million dollars or you know Laurie Markin $67 sixty seven million. Who Laurie Markin at best is is a six man. He's he's a he's not really a starter. You know, and I think he might come off the bench for you know Cleveland this year, given you know Evan Mobley and Jared Allen are going to be the two starters at the forward spots because and core of the three. So. He might come off the bench this year, probably will come off the bench this year. And what is he going to, you know, serve you at best 14 points a game? He's okay, but he's really, he's a really bad defender. I mean, he's kind of fragile too, you know, gets hurt a lot. And his three-point percentage is 34% last season. Like he's not the best three-point, like he's fell off as a three-point shooter. So Laurie's like, I mean, he's not even that good to be honest with you. I I don't know. He's awful. awful. Here's the problem with the Cavs. So you're either going to be paying a guy 16,
2: almost $17 million a year to come off the bench, or your third overall pick is going to come off the bench or the worst case scenario. And Does I, I have talk all to Frank three, about this a lot. They're convinced that they might start Laurie marking at the three. And yeah. that would just be an absolute train wreck. Um, the Bulls so of course
0: six overall pick from last yeah, year. Yeah. O'Koro might start at
2: the two though, is my point. And then, so Garland and Sexton are just gonna what? Garland off the they bench? Don't, they like, don't know what? what they're doing. Is my point? They have no idea what they're doing. And Laurie Markin at the three, he played the three for the Bulls last year because of injuries, and he was horrendous. He, he does not have the lateral quickness. Think about that. Do you want Laurie Markin in defending like James Harden or like LeBron? Like, a, or yeah, really? Like, KD, like, no. And it's, they're it's already just, gonna be at a defensive not, problem with
1: guard. You know, the fours.
2: Katie, like, yeah, him.
0: Katie and Tatum are fours now. Yeah. So the fours, fours are, are yeah. middle three. Then who's the three? James Harden. Middle ten at this point.
2: I mean, paul george like paul Kawhi george. leonard like oh God, you want God. you want laurie marketing guarding those guys like no they just don't know what they're doing and if they just came out and said we are not trying to win basketball games i think i'd be more content but the fact of the matter <laughs> is they think they're building something here they think they're building something and it just makes me sick
0: well they gotta do they gotta really like i hope for colin sexton's sake that he gets out of their asap he needs to yeah, because Listen, if their plan is to start a core with the two, so what are you gonna do? Like have Garling off the like, bench? Bro, like what? I'm telling he's you, Marketing gonna play
1: minutes at the three this season. We, we signed you. we signed Kemba for two years. We'll take Sexton when he's done.
0: It's gonna be sure. a core off the bench. Show a quarrel is gonna be off the bench because there's no, no way I they're think, benching. I think I guys. think they're
1: gonna end up ben- benching Marketing or or ben- end up benching Mobley the rookie, which would be a huge mistake. Or remember, this is the team I think is Kevin Love, and they said they don't want to get rid of him.
0: And, well, and they, they want to buy fall, him so out but
1: they have the ultimate heavy. big they man they don't want lineup. to buy him out they have fall doesn't ball. play
0: though he has, it doesn't I matter know, it's a non-guaranteed still. deal though it doesn't did matter. you see that though the ultimate big yeah. man starting lineup yeah it's I mean, a non-guaranteed it's... deal so it doesn't whatever but um it doesn't yeah, I mean the cat the calves man like they paid lori marketing to come off the bench is my presumption because that would be the best thing they could do if they start to with the three that would be solid but yeah that makes too much money it's a bad contract yeah yeah, Laurie has like, he. I, this is what I hate about like the Laurie KP type of players is that they show like some flashes of being good, like they're so they're inconsistent they're, and, and they're, they're also like, injury
1: prone. Who's they're they're prone because
0: Witski. of their
2: build? And that's why they they're, they're inconsistent because they never get in a rhythm. They play five games and they're out five games.
0: Yeah, Laurie, Laurie Morgan's not a good shooter anymore. He's, he's a fragile you know, player, not a good defender, rebounder. I mean, what is he even good at th- anymore? I mean, I, I don't know. He's could be a good shooter, I guess, could be is a, is a word, but inconsistent for sure. All right, um, that's gonna be it for the Stinky sports podcast season three, episode number sixty-six on this Friday, September third, two thousand and twenty-one. Um, I gotta go soon. It's um yeah, I got got classes, uh, one of my last classes of the week because it's Friday, obviously. So, like one more class for the entire week and um then Labor Day weekend. So um shout out to everyone who uh celebrated Labor Day weekend. I, I think everyone is in, in America at least. So uh, happy Labor Day, uh, for, to all you guys out there, and we'll see you guys on Monday. Peace, everyone.